Sound Pages is a literary series featuring resident artists in the Jack Straw Writers Program. What is forgetting? Magpie ate biscuit root, juniper berry, whispered my wingspan in two languages because... What is sagebrush and alfalfa burning on a tongue? This program features the work of 2011 writer Annette Spaulding-Convy. Curator Susan Rich sat down with her in the studio. In your artist statement, you write, quote, I write poetry to give a voice to those who live a life that is quiet or seemingly invisible, end quote. Who do some of these invisible voices belong to? I think in my new collection, which is about the female ancestors in my family, I think I'm giving voice to the women who for, for centuries had no voice. My collection starts with women going as far back as the, you know, the 1600s. And I have women in my family who were imprisoned during the Salem witch trials. And, um, you know, women who came to California on the Oregon Trail and buried children along the way. I have diaries. And again, women, I think, who were homesteaders, who who lived in the West without education, and I think who lived lives of incredible work and pain and endurance and suffering, and you just don't hear about it. Now we'll hear a selection from Annette's live reading. The collection of poetry that I'm currently working on, and I'll be re- reading from tonight, um, is centered around my family history. When I originally wrote up my Jack Straw proposal, I had envisioned this vast collection of American westward migration poems starting in the 1700s. And um, I had envisioned it even going to 1995 when I moved from California to Seattle. But then I realized that was a huge focus. And as I began working on it, I realized I kept coming back to one ancestor. And that was my great-great-grandmother on my mother's side. And she's actually my matrilineal grandmother, which means she's my mother's 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 mother. And her name is Kate Craig. And her family came out west from Missouri during the gold rush. And they settled between San Francisco and Sacramento. And after she married my great-great-grandfather, he decided that he wanted to homestead um, way up in Northern California in the middle of nowhere near the Oregon and Nevada border in Modoc County. Basically, it's sagebrush and juniper and rattlesnakes and sagebrush and ticks and juniper. And as I researched her life, I realized, you know, she had a very lonely, tragic existence. And in 1912, at around the age of 50, she actually hung herself in the horse barn. So back then, a suicide was considered such a shame for the family that they basically forgot about her. And they actually took photos out of the family albums, and she wasn't even given a gravestone. So. Even though it's going to make my family a little bit upset, I've decided I really want to write about her life. So I'm hoping that that's what this collection will do, that it will focus some light on her life and her story. Walk around and around Mount Shasta, never on top. What is remembering? Coyote made moon with a knot of wet tulies 
from Medicine Lake. What is being born? Burning her white behind on red lava, Antelope warmed herself in Ash Valley and hummed. What is called beyond? In Pitt River, Rattlesnake learned he needed arms and silence to swim, swim. What is forgetting? Magpie ate biscuit root, juniper berry, whispered my wingspan in two languages because. What is sagebrush and alfalfa burning on a tongue? Once there was a brown-haired girl with pony legs. She pinched Coyote's ear so he would take her to the ghost world. Tell my mother's mother and her mother's mother and her mother's mother. And Coyote barked in obsidian syllables at the dead. Pony-haired girl tasted a stubbornness of wind-bitten barns. She chewed on the worn phrases of everything else. The title of this next poem is called Strewn Field. And a strewn field is the area below which something like a meteorite or an aircraft has exploded. And it's basically the pattern that the wreckage causes in the land. So that inspired me to write the poem, as well as the many times that, as a child, I walked this homestead property where many generations of my mother's family had lived. And we would walk around and look at the old buildings, and she would always point out where the old farmhouse was that had burned. And we'd always kind of poke around in the ground, hoping to find things. So this poem is dedicated to the matrilineal line, which is also known as the uterine descent. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> so in my family, beginning with my mother, that's Beulah, Carrie, Ella, Kate, Susan, Sarah, unknown, unknown. Strewnfield. Everyone will tell you the personal is historic. See histor, witness. See Homeric hymn and Selene giving birth to Pandia. Everyone won't tell you the personal is hysteric. See Hystera, uterus. See Hippocrates or Doc Brown and Kate hanging from the barn rafter. And when you walk the generational for the first time, watch for ticks in sagebrush, foxtail stickers, both burrow down and hard to blood. Poplar and cottonwood, not juniper, mark ghosts of farmhouse, smokehouse, pump house, and sometimes Horse barn and hay barn haven't yet aged in on themselves. Rope burns still burned on their cross pieces or beams. Everyone will tell you the hanging is hysteric. See hystera, uterus, see Kate above. Everyone won't tell you the hanging is historic. See histor, witness. See revival hymn. Below. 
And when you walk the generational for the first time, between Black-Eyed Susan and Indian Paintbrush, dig, dig for Horseshoe, Arrowhead, Porcelain Doll, for what broke apart during anyone's life and then patterned its fracture here and here and maybe over here. Carry what you dig up across this barbed wire fence to the edge of Pitt River. Dunk it like a revival meeting, singing the hymn Dwelling in Beulah Land, and hide it in the box of old jewelry you never wear. Everyone will tell you the telling is hysteric. Uterus, Celine giving birth to Pandia. Everyone won't tell you the telling is historic. Witness Kate hanging from the barn rafter when you walk the generational for the first time. And the speaker in this last poem that I'll be reading is Jane West. And Jane West was an action doll cowgirl from the 1950s. She was sort of the Tom Girls Barbie. And I always wanted one, and I never got one. And I have a series of poems in the collection that use her voice because I think Jane West represents every Western woman, every pioneer woman, and she's also the voice of my great-great-grandmother. And one other note I want to say about this poem, which was inspired by my fellow Jack Straw writers, when I read this aloud at a workshop, the leather things that cowboys mm -hmm. and motorcycle guys wear over their pants, I had pronounced it chaps and not chaps. <laughs> but having looked in Webster's Dictionary, both pronunciations are okay. And I really, I grew up with it being chaps, you know. But I, I do admit chaps sounds a little tougher, but. Okay. So in this poem, poem it will be chaps. Jane West ponders lock, stock, and. I keep track of the moon with bullets. Drop one in a mason jar. Name it every time I bleed. Two bits in pocket bullet. You got a summer haying job. Stillborn bullet. You passed out at the buckhorn bar. Broken bowl bullet. You didn't come home Friday night. And when the jar is full, I'll buy a gun, like Bell Star or Molly Monroe, gals who knew the punch of a pocket pistol. Take off your chaps and buckskin vest. Listen close to what my barrel wants to say. My windburn, chapped mouth would stutter and stick. Wants to say rodeo queen. Wants to say bedstead. Say, bucking bronco. But don't fret. Even I know holding a 12-gauge to your heart won't make you sweat and steam for me like the cowgirl's palomino she calls flame. Someday, I'll keep track of the moon with opals. Drop one in a mason jar every time I bleed. Stitch them into a corset that'll lock and hold. Thank you. Thank you.
Sound Pages was produced by Jack Straw Productions as part of the Jack Straw Writers Program. The 2011 curator of this program is Susan Rich. Music performed by Sean Osborne and recorded as part of the Jack Straw Artist Support Program. Producer is Jenny Cecil Moore. Recording engineers are Mo Preventure, Tom Stiles, and C.J. Lazenby. Narrator is Alyssa Keene. And executive director of Jack Straw Productions is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Writers Program is made possible with support from the City of Seattle Office of Arts and Cultural Affairs, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, Washington State Arts Commission, National Endowment for the Arts, the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation, Arts Fund, and individual contributors. All of the writers heard in this series are published in the Jack Straw Writers Anthology, available for purchase and featured online at jackstraw.org. Thank you for listening.